What is going on, family, and maybe some of you who are new to the family? My name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors at New Vision. And I'm so glad that you took an intentional step to engage God's Word so that we can behold it, so that we can walk differently in light of it. If you're new to the podcast, or maybe it's been a while since you've been here, let me remind you of a couple of things of how we kind of navigate the reading of God's Word. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Psalm 50 in its entirety, Then I'm going to come back and just pull out a couple of takeaways, a couple of insights, and then give some application of how we can live differently in light of God's Word. And so today I'm reading Psalm number 50, and I'm going to go through all the verses. It's not um, the most verses you've ever seen, but it is a good amount of verses. I'm going verses 1 through 23 of Psalm 50, um, and then we are going to go from there. And I'm reading out of the CSB version, so if I read a little differently than what your word is, uh, how your word presents itself or uh, reads, it's only because we have different translations. Still seeing the heart of the same thing, but just with a couple of different nuances. So Psalm 50 I'm going to begin in verse number one. Let's go. The mighty one God, the Lord speaks. He summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. From Zion, the perfection of beauty, God appears in radiance. Our God is coming. He will not be silent. Devouring fire precedes him and a storm rages around him. On high, he summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people. Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. Verse 7, listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household or male goats from their pens, for every animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills, I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and everything in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will rescue you. You will honor me. But God says to the wicked, What right do you have to recite my statutes and take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and fling my words behind you. When you see a thief, you make friends with him, and you associate with adulterers. You unleash your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. You have done these things, and I kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. Understand this of you who forget God, or I will tear you apart, and there will be no one to rescue you. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and whoever orders his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. Verse 23, some strong language is used here, but let's go back and kind of break it down and get some insight as to what the writer of the psalm is trying to point us to. It says this in verse 1, The mighty one God, the Lord speaks, he summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. From Zion, the perfection of beauty, God appears in radiance. Our God is coming. He will not be silent. Devouring fire precedes him, and the storm rages around him. On high he summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people. Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me, by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. The writer of this psalm, 
is reminding us of who God is. God is creator and judge. When you create everything, you're the one who gets to judge everything. You're the one who gets to make the rules. And I think so often for me, and I'll speak for myself, is I want to tell God how the rules should go. I want to tell God how he should have done the world. But the truth of the matter is I don't get to tell the creator of how he should navigate his creation or what to do or how to judge it. Because see, the truth is the, the truth in the matter is this. God sits on the throne. I do not. Let me say that one more time. God sits on the throne. I do not. That's an important thing to remember as we are navigating how to walk because of what God has done and because of who he is. He is the one that gets to dictate his creation. That was my takeaway, really, from that first six verses. Then it goes on to say this. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you. Israel, I am God. Your, I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for the sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household or male goats from your pens or every animal of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and everything in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will rescue you and you will honor me. So again, God is setting himself apart. He is saying, hey, I'm the righteous judge. I don't need what you need. I am not a human. I am not on your level. I don't eat the the meat of bulls or drink the blood of goats. And he goes, listen, you should be sacrificing to me because who I am and what I have done. And if you call on me in the day of trouble, I will rescue, rescue you. And the fitting response is, I will honor you. Based on who I am, the fitting response should be worship and awe and honor That is what our response should be to who God is, because God is not merely a man. He is not our equal. He is not on our level. God is high and sits on his throne. Verse number 16. But God says to the wicked, what right do you have to recite my statutes and to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and fling my words behind you. When you see a thief, you make friends with him and you associate with adulterers. You unleash your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. You have done these things and I've kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. What God is saying is, why are you whispering my words on your lips? Why are you even raising your hands in worship? Why are you presenting something that you were not? Why are you saying that you are an apple tree, but yet you don't produce apples? You are producing lemons. That's my own illustration. He said, listen, what you're saying and how you're living is not matching. You are being double-minded. You are, as James says, you are double-minded. As Paul speaks to, you should not be a double-minded person. So we see God is going, listen, your fruit is not matching. What you are rooted in is producing something that is not of the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of man. The fruit does not match. And here's what I know about fruit, y'all. It does not lie. It's impossible for an apple tree to produce grapes. And it is impossible for those of us who are not rooted in God to produce the fruit of God. And so God is going, hey, I know who you are. Then he goes on to say this. Understand this, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart and there will be no one to rescue you. 
Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and whoever orders his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. In spite of all of this, God is patient with us because his patience leads us to repentance. And so God is patient. He is being patient. And so he is allowing us time to turn from the ways that we used to walk in and turn to a better way, accept his goodness, accept his grace, and fix our eyes on him and walk in a way that is fitting of someone who is a citizen of the kingdom of God. His patience shows his grace and his love for us. It allows us time to have a change of mind and to walk in a different direction. And so we are invited to take a new step. We're invited to lay down the things of old, to embrace the things that are new. And so here's a question for us as we navigate. What is it that we need to lay down? Does our life and our words run in congruency? Do they match up? So what do we need to lay down? Does our life match up? Our words and our life, are they congruent? And in, in light of kind of that examination, what next step do we need to take? Because God is patient, but he does require of us to accept his grace and his love. He offers it freely so that we can live differently. Are we living differently in light of what he has done? My prayer for us today is that as we examine our lives and look at the landscape of it, that if anything is that's not running in, that's not running in congruence with God's word, that we will surrender that, turn from that, and walk in a different way. Because the Lord is patient because his patience leads us to repentance. I pray that we can remember who he is, in light of who he is, remember who we are, and respond accordingly with repentance and embracing of grace so that our fruit can match what the tree truly is rooted in. And may that be the Lord. I hope that today you wrestle with these things, that you are kind of examine your own life and maybe be bold enough to pray the things that David prayed in Psalms of going, hey, Lord, examine me, find any unclean way in me so that I can be aware of those things and walk differently in light of it. Like that's the prayer today. And so I hope that you walk well. I hope that we get to walk well together and that we can best reflect the king and his righteousness in the way that we live. Now we're for you. We love you. We hope to see you back here as we continue on this journey through God's word. And remember, fix those eyes, reflect the king, and live differently. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.